0: Welcome to D-List the Podcast. I'm Michael K, And I'm Allison. Let's start with something that'll make you feel old. How old, Michael? Pull out the Bengay. Prepare to see your pubes turn gray if they haven't already.
1: Okay, okay. Check, check.
0: <laughs> so we're going to talk about Madonna's eldest child... Lourdes Chaconi leon who's 24 years old. There it is. That's what made me feel old. (laughs) uh, I know. It feels like yesterday. Actually, it doesn't feel like a million years ago. Like when she was in Vanity Fair. Yeah. Remember that? When she Mm -hmm. was a baby and it was like a huge deal. Like Madonna and Child, I think was.
1: Yeah. Oh, of course it
0: was. Yeah. And I think I even like held on to it, like a copy of it for years because I thought it was it was going to (laughs) a collector's item yeah a collector's item and sell for tons of money and i can like retire when i was 30 or whatever that obviously didn't happen no
1: i'm not gonna make funny because i definitely held on to people magazine's special seinfeld uh issue thinking you still have it oh yeah i still have it except i like kept it in my bathroom so it's all like moisture damaged (laughs)
0: <laughs> S- so. Meister, yeah i fucked up my own retirement you know what no that that'll probably get him more so yeah some yeah. freak some is gonna sick be like mm, yeah. nice <laughs> probably jerry seinfeld himself so and he has the money so you yeah you look into that
1: yeah who's but the dummy now
0: lord is recently um she's all grown up mm-hmm. she graduated from her mom's alma mater university of michigan a few years ago Mm-hmm. She's trying to be a model, I guess, or actress or fashion designer I, I, or something along those lines. The world is her rich kid oyster. She can do whatever she wants. Yes. Like, I think her full-time job is being Madonna's daughter, which is a full-time job in itself and probably pays well. Yeah, I think she, that's probably what she puts on her taxes when she pays yeah. taxes. So she just joined Instagram and she's really her mother's daughter because... Madonna has been messy on Instagram, especially during the coronavirus quarantine. Like, Madonna called COVID the great equalizer. And she used to do those weird quarantine diaries. So, Lourdes isn't talking about coronavirus. But she has started off her Instagram life by being messy. So, first of all, Lordis's Instagram, like, icon picture... Mm-hmm. It's a picture of Michelle Visage from RuPaul's Drag Race going no. So Michelle is like a huge Madonna fan. The biggest. Yeah. She's been called the wannabe Madonna. Mm -hmm. She won a Madonna lookalike contest when she was 16. And Michelle has once said that uh, Madonna stole one of her looks. So my question is, with that icon pick, was Lourdes being shady to Michelle, Madonna, Or neither.
1: Oh, I, okay, my heart of hearts tells me that Lourdes doesn't actually know.
0: That Michelle is a huge, like, yeah, like, I don't think she knows who Michelle
1: Visage is. Like, I think that... Look, like, How would she not know? She has her
0: in her icon. She just saw this random lady saying no. It's like, I'm going to put that in my eye. Yeah,
1: show. it's like when you're like, oh, I like that meme. And then someone's like, that's not a meme. That's Denzel Washington. And they're like, what do you mean? Who's that? And it's like, it's an actor. It's from Training Day. What? What's that movie? I think it might be a situation like that. because No,
0: she totally knows. She probably watches Drag Race. So I think she totally knows who Michelle Visage is. Maybe she doesn't know that Michelle is a huge Madonna fan. Uh, That could be, because
1: it's only mentioned, like, maybe twice a season. And it's kind of like, if you get up to go to the bathroom and you miss it, then you've missed it.
0: Yeah, but I'm going to go with she was being shady to Michelle, because she has shown us that she doesn't really like Madonna's fans. And that's what we're going to get into. Yeah. (laughs) So, Lourdes hasn't posted much on Instagram, mostly just, like, modeling pics, stuff like that, regular shit. Mm Mm-hmm. But the real gold is in the comments of her Instagram posts, specifically Lourdes' responses to her followers. She's got around 83,000 followers now. Yeah, she also has the time to respond to everything. She definitely has the time. um, And I mean, the moral of the story is don't bring up Lourdes' mother to her unless you want her to shit talk you like She's a 12-year-old boy because she will gladly do that. Mm -hmm. So here's the greatest hits. Mm -hmm. So one commenter wrote, your mother made a masterpiece called Hard Candy. A compliment, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you say thank you or you ignore it, whatever. So Mm -hmm. Lourdes' response to that was, your mother sucks wild dick. Which I am so jealous of that commenter's mother, by the way.
1: I know. I'm like, also, is there any other kind? Tame Uh, dick? Tame dick, yeah. yeah, There there is tame dick.
0: Yeah, no, you want the wild dick, definitely. Mm -hmm. So, and then in a picture that Lourdes posted of her posing sexy-like, someone wrote, Not you thirst-trapping, what would your mom think? First of Mm -hmm. all, her mom would love it. She's like one of the originals of thirst-trapping. Her mom probably took the picture. Exactly. But Lourdes' response was, Does your mom know you don't wash your ass? I mean, if question. they don't watch, yeah, well, if they don't watch their ass, their mom knows because she could smell it.
1: Yeah. And if the mom lives far enough away that she doesn't know, then someone needs to make her aware.
0: Yes. Okay. So there's more. So one commenter wrote, we're waiting for your singing debut. And Lordis's response was, I will sing at your funeral. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> <A> perfect <comment. laughs> That's a get. That's a get. Madonna's daughter singing at your funeral. <laughs> There's a lineup at that funeral, if that's what's
1: on the front cover of the funeral or the service thing. You know when you get the piece of paper? You know what I'm the talking play about. The
0: playbill. The funeral playbill. Play playbill, yeah. So another said, remember playing the piano at the Sticky and Sweet tour? And Lourdes said, remember when you realized you would never amount to nothing? <laughs> like that escalated quickly.
1: <laughs> that that one's not even really a joke. That one's like a... No.
0: That's like a cold, hard, like, take a look at your life. I don't like yeah. that one. I would be like, true, true. <laughs> you really saw me there, Lordis. <laughs> okay, and one more. So, a Madonna fan account wrote, Time to give away a few Madame X tour DVD copies, Queen. So, they called her Queen. They tried to, you know, sweeten um, her up. Yeah, exactly. So, what do you think her response, Lordis' response, was, Allison? Ah. <sighs>
1: well time to give away so be like she's gonna use a time thing i think she's gonna so time to um
0: you i feel it's on the tip of your tongue oh I like feel time
1: it. time to get a life or something oh i know that's bad that's why i yeah. don't write for Lordis yeah, account. yeah
0: you, you're not gonna be her ghost instagram writer no. sadly she wrote time to suck a dick
1: Oh, you know what? The answer was right
0: there. So Lourdes did end up turning off comments on some (laughs) posts. And she limited comments on others. And those who got roasted loved it. They loved getting roasted by Madonna's daughter. So Allison, is Lourdes overreacting? Or was she joking? She wasn't joking, was she?
1: Okay, see, I think she is joking. I think she's having a lot of fun with it. And I think that that she knows that these people are like... Any comment is a good comment, right? It's like any publicity is good publicity. I think it's like any attention is good attention. They're like, yes, roast me queen. Call me a shithead. Tell me to suck a dick. Please, queen. Notice me.
0: Yeah, it's a very um sub and dom relationship. Absolutely. Lord is with her mother's fans. Mm-hmm. But why see, I feel like she she doesn't, you know, wanna be compared to her mother and doesn't want to hear about her mother because she wants to do her own thing. So I feel like joking, but not. Because then she turned off the comments.
1: Yeah, like maybe she was just tired. And she was like, I need a night off from all this um, fan outreach. <laughs> um, yeah, like maybe it was... I You know what I also think? I think that she's 24. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was like drunk or like, okay. like maybe she had a couple drinks or maybe she was like a little bit high and okay. she was like doing it as a joke and then the joke turned into something more where she's like i have to respond to every one of them and then eventually she was like you know what how many ways can i tell someone to suck a dick oh and many it just ways turned...
0: many ways yeah
1: yeah but you know what i mean here's the thing the children of celebrities don't have to be creative like you and i so <laughs> we're creative <laughs> I gave us a lot of credit. I was very generous with credit just now. (laughs) But no, I think she started out like having fun with it and then was just like, fuck it. Let's just get rude. And
0: then was like, I'm tired of this and decided to move on. I think that's what happened. And like people started to pick it up like Madonna, like like she was serious, like Lordis was serious. I think it's like she's half serious. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like
0: she's like, don't bring my mother into this. I'm not my fucking mother. I don't want to live in her fucking shadow. Which is like, well, the reason why peop they're following you is because you're Madonna's daughter.
1: Yeah. You also have good eyebrows, but let's be honest, that's not the number one reason.
0: Yeah, but you're 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 probably onto something. She was like joking at first and then it was kinda okay.
1: Yeah, and then maybe she like self-censored being like, I'm gonna say something really rude. And that's not what the internet
0: is for. <laughs> yeah. But that's what she should like fall into. Like anybody can mm-hmm. post a thirst trap. Not many people can tell Madonna's fans to suck a dick and they'll love it. So yeah, she she should fall into that. She should.
1: I think though that she definitely needs to, she needs to be aware of her own power though. Because I think that she has seen that she's gotten attention from this and she got a lot of attention very fast. And I think that to quote Spider-Man, with great power comes great... Um,
0: with great power comes um, your mom sucking my dick? Exactly. That mm-hmm. yes.
1: That's exa- P- Peter Yes. Peter Parker said that um, yes. to his grandma. Um, no, but like, I think that Lourdes knows like... If I get too much attention from this, my mom is going to realize that like, this is like a cool thing to do to get attention. And then Madonna is going to start doing it. And then it won't be fun for Lourdes anymore.
0: Yeah, you're right. So yeah. (laughs)
1: Because like, you know that Madonna is like... What are all the kids doing these days? Oh, are you like are the kids like telling like people in the comments to suck a dick? I'm gonna do that too. Lourdes, teach me how to do that. And she'll be like, I don't want to do Instagram anymore.
0: Yeah, that's one way to get Lordis off of Instagram. You're right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Madonna and Lordis aren't fighting over Instagram yet, but we're moving on to two people who are fighting, or at the very least trying to convince people that they're not fighting, but let's face it, they're fighting. So Michael, before this week. Did you were you familiar with the names Iowan, Gruffud, and Alice Evans?
0: Oh, it's Ioan. So yes, I
1: was. So you were. I obviously was not.
0: <laughs> yeah, Ioan. He was in Ringer, which I loved. Okay. Was this TV show called Ringer with mm-hmm. um, Sarah Michelle Gellar. He was in that. He was in the Fantastic Four. He was in that movie, King Arthur movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and. Alice Evans, I knew from Lost. She was on a few episodes of Lost. So I knew yes. both of those names. Did you? You were aware. Well,
1: I didn't even know how to pronounce Eowen. So I did not. Um, I, at first, I thought that Eoin Gruffydd was like a wand repairman from Harry Potter. But then I learned, like, no, he's an actor. So but once I did a little research, though, I was like, okay, I have seen these names. I have heard of these people before.
0: You definitely have.
1: Yes, but I would say the majority of people like definitely they like popped up on the radar this week. And it's because you know like celebrity celebrity splits are like a dime a dozen, right? They happen all the time. It's it's Hollywood tradition. You get married, you get divorced and you announce that you're getting divorced.
0: Yes. One's happening right now, I'm sure. One happens every 2 minutes, I'm sure.
1: We're going to wake up tomorrow morning to a publicist statement saying, you know, like it is with a heavy heart that we... So, anyways. So, we got one of those uh yesterday on Tuesday. We learned that Yoan and Alice were
0: splitting up.
1: And the reason that we learned this is because... It Lily can, James can, strikes again? Yeah.
0: No, <laughs> she's not involved this time, I think. No. I think.
1: She, like, wipes her brow. She's like, Yeah, Whoo,
0: yeah she I'm put out, out a home. statement like, I just want to let you know that I've never worked with Yohan Griffith <laughs> in my life. I've yeah. never met that man. She's like, I cannot pronounce his name.
1: I don't know who he is. So, um... Alice decided to like bypass her publicist and just release her split statement on her own. She's got a Twitter account, which comes in very handy if you want to get the information out there, but it was not very, it was not what her publicist likely would have said. So on Tuesday, I want to say kind of, it felt like it was in the morning. Not that that's totally relevant. Um, But Alice wrote sad news. My believed husband Backslash soulmate. I believe that she meant to say beloved.
0: Well, maybe, you know, you're emotional. You're not. You, you know. Don't have no to spell check for spelling.
1: Yeah. yeah, nobody, nobody needs to dwell on spell check when they're tweeting out their own divorce announcement. So she said, "My believed beloved husband slash soulmate of 20 years, Ion Gruffudd, has announced he is to leave his family." Starting next week, me and our young daughter girls are very confused and sad. We haven't been given a reason except that he no longer loves me. I am so sorry. So her daughters are seven and eleven, just like the convenience store. Seven (laughs) eleven. (laughs) Yeah, who doesn't love seven eleven? Well, according to Alice Evans, no, he still loves his daughters, just not her. Um, And now, so they have been married since two thousand and seven, which is like thirteen years. Not 20 years, but again, you don't have time to do the math when you're releasing your own statement.
0: Well, they she said they were together 20 years, so they're probably together 20 and then they were married for 17,
1: right? Yeah, so her, her soulmate of 20 years basically. Yeah. So, um, after that tweet went out, everybody was kind of like, Wow, that's very dramatic, and she deleted it, right? Like, yeah, almost immediately the tweet was gone.
0: Well, and I love how she said, like, he. Is leave- he announced he is leaving his family next week. It's like he gave a resignation letter. I mean, it's very yeah. professional.
1: Yeah. Yes. He's leaving his family next week. <laughs> starting next week. Yeah. So it's like starting Monday, do not contact him at this address. I will forward you his new office number. So after it was deleted, um, like to me, it kind of made it seem like you know, Alice was maybe sitting there like, all right, I came in a little too hot. Let's back up before I start saying things I can't take back.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: according to Alice, no, that is not what happened. So she tweeted kind of, after she deleted that first tweet, she tweeted, I didn't delete the tweet from a few hours ago about him leaving. He did from my account. And hell yes, when I am being gaslit and mentally tortured, then hell yes, I will wash my linen in public. Now, both uh Eon and Grufford Sorry, both Eone Gruffitt and Alice Evans are from the UK. He's from Wales and she is from uh, England, I believe. And so to me, that sounds like the very fancy British way of saying like airing out our dirty laundry. I'll wash my linen in public. It's fancy. Yeah, I like it. I appreciate that. So um, after she tweeted that, like somebody pointed out that her tweets kind of were like textbook, you know, my marriage is over texts or like, um, sorry, tweets. She wrote back to them. This is exactly why they like sounded like that. And thank mm-hmm. you. Six months of harassment. Yes, no, and maybe. I cannot live like this
0: anymore. And then another tweet she wrote, I have lost my mind. So that's when she—that's when you need to step. Well, she should have stepped away from Twitter probably after the first one. Yes, but, just deleted it right off her phone. Just delete it completely. Walk away. And I, you know, I get it. Like you're emotional. You want to, you can tell all these people you can. Tell all these people all your raw emotions, but, you know, then you wake up the next morning.
1: Exactly. Yeah, your your best bet is to, to, like, tuck your phone in between the couch cushions and be like, I'll come back to you in seven hours. Well, if
0: you put it in the couch cushions, you'll never find it again. It disappears.
1: That might be for the best in some cases. So after all of those tweets, uh, clearly a publicist, like, woke up and was like, okay, I have some work to do, apparently. Because... They both issued a joint statement, an official statement yesterday, that went as follows. As you can imagine, this is an incredibly difficult time for our family, and we remain committed to our children. Thank you for respecting our privacy. And that, to me, I'm like, listen, I want to respect your privacy. I really do. I'm a very respectful person when it comes
0: to privacy. But Uh, (laughs) that's the person who writes for a gossip blog.
1: I never said that I was <laughs> smart or knew the definition of words. <laughs> no, but I was like, I have so many questions. Like, I want to respect your privacy,
0: but I have What many was your first question? Questions. Who are you? <laughs> How do you. Eon. What do you do? It's Yoan. <laughs> I I
1: have not called him Yoan through this whole segment, have You're I? You're like,
0: Eoni Sky. You're like, e- <laughs> Il- Il- Ilana Gray Glazer.
1: <laughs> Michael, I'll be honest. When I first, <laughs> when I first read about this yesterday in the news, I thought it was Yoni Sky, and I was like, I didn't know she was married to a woman. So, yeah, yeah. yes. But anyways, so um here's the thing, though. Is like obviously, like I love when I love when stuff gets dramatic. I like to watch it from the sidelines. This is a situation where I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I want to watch this from the sidelines because it seems like something very like something traumatic has happened. Like maybe he did, maybe that first tweet was right. Maybe he like put in his notice as being a husband and he was yeah. like, "Listen, starting next week, I don't love you. I don't live here anymore." Which could, that's like traumatic for someone to just pick up and leave like that. Mm-hmm. But I will say, I'm not a psychic. But there might have been a red flag about this um, 13 years ago in 2007. So Alice said in an interview a long time ago, she was on Craig Ferguson. That's how it tells you that it's a long time because he has not had a show for several years. So she told the story about how she got engaged and they got engaged in 2006. And the reason that she got engaged is because she gave EON an ultimatum saying, like, I've waited around for seven years And if you want me to stick around for longer, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to be sticking around as your wife.
0: I need a ring, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so that's when he proposed. And I mean, listen, we all know that the most secure marriages are built on the threat of an ultimatum.
0: Yeah. But But, in their defense, 13 years in Hollywood is like... 130 years
1: that is so they beat the odds that's paul newman joanne woodward years
0: beyond yeah Mm -hmm. so they had a good run yeah now it's i mean i don't know will it get messy i don't think it's gonna
1: get messy from her i think it's gonna get messy from him i think we're gonna like find out something (laughs) like i think that i think we're gonna gonna find out not that lily james is involved she's not involved in this But I think that we might find that this has taken a Lily James turn. Perhaps he has A secret family. Oh, maybe. I was just going to say that he moved offices to another office. Vagina. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. To be continued. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it doesn't get messy, messy. So, and finally, here's a story that's, you know, a tale as old as time. Because which one of us have, you know, haven't... Been to a sex party in a Japanese restaurant during a pandemic,
1: right? I mean, we're all raising our hands right now.
0: Yeah, I just came back from one. Pun, pun intended.
1: <laughs> I'm at one right now. I'm actually in the washroom. I've asked them to be quiet for the next little while.
0: <laughs> in the washroom.
1: I'm recording you guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, this is about a sex party in a Japanese restaurant in Brazil. That's your cue, Allison. Come to Brazil. <laughs> Come to Brazil. <laughs>
1: Come to Brazil
0: to come in me, basically. (laughs) Yeah. So we talked about a few episodes ago that Swingers Convention in New Orleans that that became a super spreader. Mm -hmm. So this is sort of a Brazilian sequel to that.
1: To Naughty in New Orleans.
0: Yes. So the setting of this story is a Japanese restaurant called izakaya Hayotin. it's in um i probably butchered that it's in the brazilian city of Curitiba, and so brazil has been hit hard with coronavirus and mm-hmm. there's currently like a million active cases so that leads us there was to this story which there was a sex party at that restaurant and the party has been getting hate because now is not the time to be fucking a group of people in a restaurant any time but now.
1: Absolutely. Look, if y- if that's what you want to do, go ahead and have tons of fun prior to the pandemic.
0: Yes, and or then after. S-
1: yeah, when it's safe after.
0: So the mirror claims that the party was for restaurant staff. So it, it's that's really a good way to boost company morale mm-hmm. is to have a group sex party a- at your place of business. The restaurant was closed, so it's after hours. And uh, there's pictures of like the employees fucking on tables where people eat.
1: To be fair, servers
0: live on tips. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's that's a good way to get a tip, mm-hmm. or, or get a tip, get a mm-hmm. tip to give it get give a tip to get a tip. No, get a tip. I don't know. I don't know you, what the fuck you take I'm the saying. good, you take you, the bad, you take them both. Yoan Griffith, there you have mm-hmm. Yoan Griffith. But okay, so. The restaurant, though, got praised in March because they voluntarily closed due to the pandemic. But now they're getting hated on. So the Justice Department in the state where the restaurant is located said it will investigate.
1: Listen, I don't want to judge anyone's choices because, I mean, who of us haven't worked at a restaurant and, you know, you close for the end of the night, last call, lock the doors, and then... Just everybody starts fucking on the tables. We've all lived that experience, I'm sure. But I feel like if you're horny enough to like want to catch COVID while you're like having sex on a table that's got like sticky soy sauce residue. I don't know. I feel like that's got to be someone's rock bottom.
0: Well, and they weren't wearing masks. Um, Like, at least wear a mask on your mouth (laughs) hole. You know, at least do that safety first
1: also in one so i looked at this story on the daily mail this is where i learned of this story they have a picture that was taken inside the sex party and i saw a ring light
0: oh yeah there, there was ring light and i was like you're worried about the wrong exposure so they're probably maybe they're like f- filming this for porn like, it's their porn hub. I don't know. It
1: could be an amateur, amateur porno. I'm sure that someone's on Pornhub looking up, like, restaurant staff sex, group sex.
0: But it's like, couldn't they have gone to one of their apartments? I mean, no, Michael. It's their stay-home orders. They tell you all the time not to go to other people's houses. That's true. That's actually a good point. But And I just, I think this is bad for business. Because... <laughs> One like some people might not want to go because you know they don't want to eat on a sex table, which they're prudes, and then there's people who probably want to go to that restaurant because there was a sex, po- you know, there they was fucking mm-hmm. on tables, and they're going to be really disappointed. Like when there's not cum stains everywhere, like cum stains next to the wasabi, that's going to get a uh, that's going to get a Yelp review. Like if I could give it zero stars, I would. There was no cum stains on the table. Allison and I will now talk about five stories, starting with Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. Now, Kourtney Kardashian is, of course, a Kardashian. Travis Barker um, is the drummer for Blink-182. So there have been dating rumors about them before, but Travis said that he loves her, but they're just close friends. Their kids are friends and they go to church together. But cut to this weekend when both Courtney and Travis posted a picture on Instagram of a view from Kris Jenner's California desert house, like a picture of her pool in the mountains and shit. Mm-hmm. So People Magazine then confirmed that Courtney and Travis have been dating for one or two months and that Travis has liked her for a while. Now, Courtney is 41 years old and her past couple boyfriends have been youngins, like 20 somethings. So she's truly a grandpa fucker now because Travis is 45.
1: To be fair, he does have a young face. Yes. He's got a 20-year-old face. But that this is like a really interesting pairing to me because Travis famously has a tattoo across his chest that reads, Can I say? And Courtney is she's always been like um branded as the smart Kardashian. But that feels like a very kind of low bar to hit. So I feel like when they get together, she's like, what? What do you want to say? And he's like, what? She's like, yeah, what? What do you want to say? And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, go ahead. Tell me what you want to say. And yes, I'm assuming that Courtney is confusing his chest for a teleprompter.
0: Yeah, she probably. (laughs) And there's probably more mumbling in there because she's eating a salad. That's right. <laughs> or that fucking avocado toast. Oh, no, avocado-like smoothie. Did mm-hmm. you know about this? I do. I'm aware oh, of this. Oh, my God. It's sad that I'm aware of this. But, okay, so they both posted a picture from, like, Chris's pool, right? hmm And they're a new couple, which means they're, like, in the lust phase. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance that they fucked in Chris's pool. And there's also a good chance that Chris saw it on the security cameras and called Courtney and said... You're doing amazing, sweetie. And then she called People Magazine. Chris did.
1: She had, she had People Magazine on the other line.
0: Yes. Can you hold uh, Yeah. Can you hold Courtney? So in uh, yeah, I don't want this news, a remake of The Bodyguard has been talked about for like a decade. And now Instagram gossip account um, Dumois is hearing that it's going ahead and the roles perfectly played by Whitney Houston and Kevin Costner have been cast. So tipsters claim that Cardi B, yes, that Cardi B, and Channing Tatum, yes, that Channing Tatum, will star in it. But how is Channing going to guard her if he keeps slipping on puddles from her wet as pussy?
1: I know he's going to have to like have those um, uh, those like crampons. You know, they're like the things you attach to your feet when you're hiking crampons yes yeah, so you don't slip on any ice
0: <laughs> they're me. called crampons
1: yeah it's called a crampon you put it on. shouldn't the they be feet. called
0: um uh no slippies feet arms like feet, feet condoms like feet condoms they should yeah
1: petition that but <laughs> it's so funny because if cardi b is starring in this coincidentally her husband offset is starting a real life adaptation of the bodyguard except in this version he is the bodyguard, and the thing he is guarding is his phone with his life because he will never let his wife know he's texting. And she's like Who yeah, yeah, she's like, Who are you texting? And he's like, It's no body.
0: Guard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now this story is a real life reboot of the bodyguard. Uh, Pamela Anderson was last married to movie executive John Peters, and they were married for twelve days but it was never legalized because they didn't file the documents. So that was in February of last year. Well, at the end of 2020, Pamela got married again to a different person. She married her bodyguard, Dan Hayhurst, at her home on Vancouver Island on Christmas Eve. The wedding was very small. It was only them, a pastor, and a witness. The Daily Mail says that Pamela and Dan fell in love during lockdown. Dan is Pamela's Fourth husband. Fifth if you count John Peters.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think this is a good match because there's always rumors in a celebrity relationship that someone is cheating. And they're either cheating with the nanny or the bodyguard. Those are the ones that always, to me, come up over and over again. So if Dan ever reads that Pamela was like caught canoodling with her bodyguard, he
0: can be like, wait, that's me.
1: It <laughs> won't be a problem Wait
0: That's me <laughs> And that you know And that's true Allison But I have an update So Pamela okay. and Dan Just released A joint statement Saying that after a long And successful marriage Of one month They have decided to re- Divorce And please respect Their privacy At this time Oh and I forgot To with heavy hearts Like you said They always say With heavy hearts
1: Michael are you kidding me No <laughs> No
0: <laughs> What I was joking oh.
1: God, honestly, I was like, I just want Pamela Anderson to be fucking happy. I don't want her to get divorced again.
0: I thought you were going to cry. I got sad. I'm sorry. (laughs) I didn't mean to to do you or or, uh, Pamela like that.
1: No, listen, I got sad, but then also, listen, a little part of me was mad at myself because I was like, bitch, how'd you miss that part of the research?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Katherine Heigl, remember her? (laughs) She burnt the bridge to Grey's Anatomy, and the show's creator, Shonda Rhimes, has made it clear that she never wants to work with Katherine Heigl again. So if you need a refresher, Katherine, she got shit when she said she didn't submit herself for an Emmy nomination because she didn't think the material she was provided warranted a nomination. And her career kind of been shit since then literally because she did that um cat litter commercial mm-hmm, literally yeah but um when e-news asked if Catherine would ever return to Grays again she said that she doesn't know and that never say never well shonda loudly said never already so
1: yeah shonda Rhimes is like no go ahead and say never i implore <laughs> you to say never Catherine.
0: let's say together never <laughs> Okay, this one hurts because I have said on this podcast before that I'm a Kraft mac and cheese purist. I love it. It's one of my favorite things, and I only eat it plain. So I'm very hurt and offended by the news that for Valentine's Day, Kraft is giving away 1,000 boxes of candy-flavored mac and cheese. So it's basically... Regular mac and cheese with a candy packet that makes it sweet and turns it pink. And it should be illegal. (laughs) You do not ruin a classic.
1: I want to know if it tastes like candy and cheese or just candy.
0: Cheese, too.
1: Oh, disgusting. I mean, I guess I was okay with candy-flavored
0: macaroni. Yeah, that would be... That would...
1: That's still yucky.
0: That's not not as yucky.
1: That's not food. It's like, at that point, it's like, what are we doing as a society? We need to turn the mirror on ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. (laughs) But to this I say, a quote. Finally, we're no longer the most nauseating thing associated with Valentine's Day, said couples who try to recreate the Lady and the Tramp
0: spaghetti kiss at restaurants. Well, now they can do it with... um... Sweet mac and cheese. Ooh. <laughs> and I say like if I wanted cheesy sweetness, I'd suck an uncut dick. That's yeah. the Lord's line. You, this reminds me a long, long time ago, I wrote a uncut you know, cheesy uncut dick joke on d Yeah. So obviously I've evolved in <laughs> the in the dick joke department. And some Uh, reader wrote me was very mad and was like you know I just want to let you know I'm uncut and you know it's not cheesy (laughs) and he sent me a picture to like prove and I I was like I was joking because you know cut dicks can be cheesy but you know that's one way to get dick dicks this is show and tell time the part of the show where Allison and I show can I say show one more time? Where else and I show and tell about a recommendation we have. So I'll start. Uh, during the pandemic, I have become like Julia's gay child, basically. <laughs> I'm like, I've been cooking these big meals that take me hours. Really? Yeah, I don't know who become. i become. become. They take like three to four hours, some of these I, meals.
1: I'm proud of you. That's like an accomplishment.
0: I mean, the, what else is there to do? Right?
1: You've only got time.
0: Yeah. So because I've been cooking a lot, I use a lot of kitchen stuff. Stuff like plastic wrap, which has become my enemy. Mm -hmm. But I discovered a solution a few weeks ago from watching a TikTok. So they said one way to make plastic wrap easier to handle is to keep it in the freezer. And it is true. Like, it's not as sticky. So when it's chilled, it loses some of its stickiness. So it doesn't stick together that much and stick to your hands and it's easier to handle. Like the freezer removes static electricity or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And when it returns to room temperature, it does its job again and sticks to shit. And so that's my tip in case you didn't know about it. And there's articles on the internet. If that explain it, like, in science talk, you know, yeah. if you're a nerd, so you can look that up.
1: So, Michael, so what you're saying is, like, do you have the problem when you rip cling wrap and it, like, clings to your arm?
0: No, what I, is, like, it clings to, like, itself, and then right. it, it, yeah, it, like, clings to the the roll or itself, and then I can't fucking handle it.
1: Does it cut the same way?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, it's still like it's just easier to it doesn't stick to each other.
1: Wow, I okay, so I had no idea that putting your um cling wrap in the freezer was a thing.
0: Yeah, it's totally a thing. like there's a bunch of articles on it, so
1: does okay, I got another question. Does the roll get weird Because you know when sometimes you put cardboard in the freezer and the cardboard gets weird, you know what I'm talking about?
0: Uh-uh. The cardboard gets like soft. Oh, like warped? Mm-hmm. The, I haven't noticed. The the um, the package or whatever might get like that. But the plastic wrap doesn't get like that. Also, are you using Glad or are you using generic brand? Target, generic. That's oh probably my God. why it's shit. No,
1: no, but it works for that too, though?
0: Yeah, it works for that.
1: Okay, because that's the thing. It's like... I had to stop buying the generic brand cling wrap because I was like, this is too impossible for me. I was like the person on the infomercials that was like, there's gotta (laughs) be a better way. But now that I know that it all works in the freezer, that's very good. Yeah. Try it. I like it. Okay. I will try it. So my show and tell this week is also food related. Um, Like Michael, I'm basically a gourmand these days. And um, something that I noticed over the summertime was like, okay. So in the beginning of um, the pandemic, Do you remember how everybody was making those like whipped instant coffee drinks? No. Okay. So they were like whipping up instant coffee, like Folgers instant coffee powder with sugar. And they were whipping it up into this like super, super thick foam. And then they were like pouring milk on it and whatever. And they were making like, it's called like Delgona coffee or like coffee frappe. Anyway, so in the beginning of pandemic, people were doing that. Then I found in the summer and fall People were really getting into Coke and red wine. So that's also called like, I think it's called a Calimoco, um, or Calimocho. And it's from Spain. And yeah. it's like you just put in like equal parts Coke and red wine and you drink it. You like. Yeah, it's some, a classic. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. So for some reason, like I was noticing that a lot on Instagram, people were doing Coke and red wine. So I realized we didn't have.
0: Doing like a- Coke and red wine. <laughs>
1: Just like just they were doing that snort- shit on Instagram. <laughs> just yeah, Instagram snorting really got lax with the rules. <laughs> They're like Instagram's like we'll censor a breastfeeding pic, but go right ahead and post a bunch of Coke snorting to your stories. No, so I realized that there wasn't really a pandemic drink for the winter time. So I want to suggest just like Coke and red wine. Um, but this is Dr Pepper and red wine. So Michael, you know that I don't really drink.
0: Yeah. I don't yeah, really don't. do... I, I don't, drink for the both of us.
1: Exactly, because I don't really do alcohol very well. Um, but one of my favorite drinks when I was, like, really into alcohol <laughs> was mixing Dr. Pepper and red wine together. And it has the same sort of energy as Coke and red wine, because it's, like, the whole point of Coke and red wine is that you just have something that's, like, cola-based or, like, a brown pop, right?
0: Yeah, like a, like a sangria. <laughs> exactly,
1: like a sangria. Mm-hmm. like I'm sure you could probably do root beer with it and it would be just as good but Dr Pepper kind of has all those sort of like spicy winter flavors to it like Dr Pepper is sort of cinnamon sort of cloves kind of like licoricey so Oh my god
0: you're you're the flavor pro- <laughs> the flavor profile you're giving it <laughs> perfectly No I'm
1: like <laughs> it's just I, sugar. I have I have nothing but taste, Michael. I've got the highest taste buds. It is. It's just like it's syrup and dye and like
0: high fructose corn syrup. But Okay, so let me, do you put it on ice for winter? Yes. No, okay, you could do you put, he, Okay. Do you, put, do you put like a lime or anything?
1: No, Michael, you don't want to mix too many flavors. Oh, okay. And there's already fruit from the red wine. No, so you, here's the thing. You can do it on ice. That is how I prefer it because I really like a very ice-cold soda. But you can also heat up your red wine and microwave your um, Dr. Pepper and make it a hot drink in a mug.
0: Yeah, it, no, you lost it. You, you lost me there. It Listen, you've got to really like alcohol to do that (laughs) and you gotta really be stoned maybe so you like (laughs) like a hot toddy yeah like you could throw a little cinnamon stick in there like just give a little bit of razzle dazzle can you microwave soda i'm sure you can have you microwave soda i have not Okay, so but (laughs) (laughs) dude can you
1: microwave Throw some tinfoil, cover the mug in tinfoil, put a
0: spoon in there. Throw in the microwave should be fine. Take it out of the can. <laughs> no, leave it in the can. But wouldn't the wouldn't the like microwave like ruin the bubbles? Like zap zap away the bubbles? So you'd be drinking like wine and like stale Dr. Pepper, or is that what you want to do?
1: So, it would kill some of the bubbles, but I think that when you do Dr. Pepper and red wine, the red wine kind of kills the bubbles anyway. Like, it's not a really spritzy kind of drink. It's more of like a syrupy hug.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> but anyways, I think it's really yummy. Um, I would absolutely pour myself a Dr. Pepper and red wine right now if I knew I could handle it, but I could not handle it. So That
0: sounds good on ice. Mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. not in the microwave. I'll let you do that and you tell me how that goes.
1: Okay, I'll try it. I'll be like calling you from the hospital. I'm like, Michael, I have terrible news.
0: (laughs) My apartment burned down and I'm in the hospital.
1: (laughs) I'm like, can I have a part of your liver?
0: (laughs) Okay, so that's our show and tell for the week. Um, And that ends this episode. If you've got a question for a mailbag or a tip or whatever email us at DTP at delisted.com and rate and review us if you haven't already so till next week and you better be t- uh, come back with your review of the microwave dr Pe- <laughs> microwave dr. pepper and wine hot toddy
1: and when I'm done with it if I don't drink it all I'll pull my saran wrap out of the freezer and cover it up
0: yeah save it for later <laughs> till next week bye bye <laughs>